þú ert að hlusta á alvarpið á nútímanum. Yeah. I would cry. Yeah, Vincent would come home from like night shift and see me on the couch in tears and I would have changed the channel first. Yeah. And he'd go, What's wrong? Nothing. And he'd say, You were watching the Special Olympics, weren't you? Yes. There's so much pain in the world. <laughs> and so much beauty as well. Oh. Yes, well, you know, unless you're Oscar Pistorius. Yeah, the blade that on it. Do you think, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering if there's too windy suddenly over here. Can and you hear the wind? We can hear the wind and the skateboarders and the loungy music above us. Is it quite prominent? Hello, I Hello. am talking. I am talking as well. We could uh, hunch this over. Is all right. This is all right. Yeah. Yeah. As long it's as we just... speak into the microphone. Yeah. I mean, our voices are prominent, which is yeah. the necessary factor when yeah. it comes to talk radio. Exactly. And we have a surround uh, sound. And and the important Surra- thing, not surround sound, but you know, surround yeah, yeah, yeah. sounds from our surroundings. ambient noises. Welcome to sounds from, from our, our surroundings. surroundings. <laughs> <laughs> what we have now is a kind of. Uh, uh, non-descriptive loungy douche mu- music yeah, 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 it is lounge douche isn't it? <laughs> yeah. What music are you into? I'm into lounge douche I was once in a party yeah. where they had lounge douche music on iTunes On iTunes? Yeah, I was in a party and I mean they were kind of like, they were a bit yuppie snobby types and um, because they had a lot of art and uh, and then the music they had a lot of like uh, non-threatening art yeah <laughs> <laughs> like motel room art yeah something yeah. like that <laughs> flowers yeah but it's yeah. kind of minimalistic and uh, like wallpaper something you'd see in a wallpaper yeah, like, like a stencil yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, and then uh, they had yeah the music and I was like what this is an actual artist that does this music oh because it sounds like some like a default thing on your keyboard. Yeah, 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 like the demo song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's a guy who actually does this. Yeah, and they had this like they had his whole catalog. Of, oh my god! And they put it on on purpose. Yeah, they put it on on purpose. It was it was so. So so not special. I know. I had a sad moment with like that the other day. I was listening to a Spotify playlist, and you know Moloko. Yeah. The song the time. I always now. say Moloko. Moloko. Moloko, because they're from Ireland. 
Um, I like Moloko. But the, the song The Time Is Now, it's, it's a classic, amazing song. Do 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 um, But I was listening to it, and then I went over to check what was coming up next, and the CD cover wasn't Moloko. It was dinner party music. Oh. <laughs> Song is like the, the songs that I love are now songs to cook dinner to. <laughs> this uh, wonderful selection of fine music that was once popular will help you chop onions. I cook dinner to Graham Norton. Like the show? Yeah, I find uh, like a whole Graham Norton yeah, food show yeah. and just have it on while cooking dinner. I love Graham Norton. Yes, yeah. Great. And I, uh, I get dressed by clips from various talk shows as well yeah I enjoy that sometimes I watch music videos when I'm getting ready yeah yeah like really arty ones but then you have to watch well I've seen them a lot so they're just on in the background so basically just listening to the song just listening to the sound <laughs> but then occasionally I look over and go oh inspiring yay <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is my <laughs> inspiring yay. it's part of my 10 point plan of becoming a more positive person yeah that's good it's just that's unfortunate like... that sometimes they're like Aphex twin come to daddy or you know. yeah sometimes oh that's scary oh, scary that's inspiring disturbing. <laughs> oh, it's disturbing. Uh, um, but, uh, hey, this is a very special episode. Yes, this is our 50 seconds. So it's episode. been a year. This is our one year first. That means to, that today yeah. is the birthday of, of Australia, Australia Podcast. It is. Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Skull. Skull. Ah, I guess we should um, do a... Our opening line. Yes. I'm, I'm because we're in public. We'll do a toned down version. Yes. I'm an Australian, and I am an Icelander, and together we are Australia. Australia. It's a show Australia. on the radio that you listen in your ears. It's been a year. We brought you lots. We hope you like it. None of this rhymes. <laughs> I was trying to do like a Viking chant. <laughs> we are a bunch of Australians. And we thought we would do uh, for our listeners, oh, a plane. A plane. Just wait for that. A plane. A plane. Into that guy from Fantasy Island. It's the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this house of love. I was hanging um, a few hours ago. Yeah. But still, yesterday. Uh huh. Before I went to sleep, because I didn't go to sleep until I was, it was like six or seven. Yeah. Six, I think. Because after closing hours, I went, uh, brought uh, a birthday of mine, an actor, mm. a prominent actor. A prominent actor. Yes, mm. from an actor family. Oh, wow. Ólafur Eilsson. And we had a Truno mm. uh, in our basement. In your, your Fritzl uh, den. In my Fritzl den. Yeah. 
I don't like it when you call it that. Do you eat chicken fritzels while you're there? <laughs> I, I want to... I, I, I believe I've told you before, I've been trying to create weird burgers at Lebowski. Yeah. yeah. And one of them is... Uh, it, it's a chicken schnitzel, and it comes with a secret compartment underneath that nobody knows about. And it's called the... Um, what's, what was his name? The fritzel schnitzel? It was called the... What's his first name? Oh, Josef. Josef Schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another one. Um, it's a rabbit meat, and it's got a big skewer through it. Yeah. And it's called the We Need to Talk About Kevin. Today, in the sounds of our surroundings, we have a coughing tourist. He's Icelandic. A coughing, a coughing Icelandic man yeah. that has a touristy kind of vibe. He was uh, he was noticing you when we walked here. Oh, yeah. That's how you know he's Icelandic. Yeah. When people notice, when people you. notice you, they're Icelandic, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we thought, um, just for our listeners, we would not do our regular uh, segments today, isn't that right? Yeah, yes, we were talking about this, but I was saying something yeah. before we go there. Well, you, you had a true note in your basement. Yes. Yeah, so I was just, just going to say, because I, because I uh, spontaneously quoted Shakespeare just then, yeah. it was something that I was actually doing last night you with were an actor. We were like, now is our winter, our oh, discontents. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I, I do know how to quote more lines than the beginning of Richard III. It's just my favorite. It's just impressive that you know the be- that it's Richard III. Could I test you with some Shakespeare? You could try, but... Uh, is this a dagger I see before oh, me? this is Macbeth. Okay, what about, I have given suck and know how tender it is to love the babe that milks me, and I would have plucked my nipple from its boneless gum and dashed the brains out if I had so- sworn so as you have ah, done to this. this is Hamlet. It was Lady Macbeth. Lady Macbeth? Mm. Ah. Uh, I thought it was... It sounded like Hamlet, like dissing his mommy. No, it was it was Lady Macbeth saying, "Hey, you said you were going to kill this dude." He really throws some shade at his mommy in that play. <laughs> so he reads her. Yeah. He reads her so oh, well. He reads her really well. Oh, I'd love the to library see library like is open. The li- <laughs> I would love to see a version of Hamlet that's all just bitchy drag queens. I mean. <laughs> That's one way to do it. I mean, you could uh, take some Shakespeare and, and uh, turn it into uh, like how I, I always wanted to do Macbeth with uh, 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 like uh, Empire troopers, like stormtroopers, storm Darth Vader. You can pretty much like you can recreate Macbeth as the Empire. Mm, you and, definitely could. Yeah, uh, and you could. Uh, yeah, you could drag up uh, uh, probably some play. Like, I mean, he almost did uh, pass Lurman with uh, uh, Romeo plus Juliet. <laughs> or Romeo positive Juliet. <laughs> Romeo is positive. <laughs> and Juliet's okay with it because she doesn't, um, there's no stigma attached oh, to it. No, 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 exactly. Yeah. And they're, 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 they're ashamed of the fact that they're cis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they wish they could not be cis anymore. They have cis shame. They have cis shame and white privilege. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But it's been, a, it's been a cool year. Yes, it has been a cool year. It has been, uh, we have been uh, partying a lot. a lot, yeah, and we have been taping a lot of podcasts. I will also tell you this, this today, on this Thursday. Oh, wait, another plane. A plane. It's the plane. 
For those that don't live in Reykjavik, oh wow. Those people that don't live in Reykjavik, one interesting fact is the domestic airport is in the middle of the city. Yeah. Which is weird. <laughs> and it's most, it, it is something that people talk about a lot. It, yeah. It's like a super huge issue when in all, like in every election. Yeah. And people are very opinionated about it. And today, in sound of our surroundings, we're listening to tourists move chairs. Tourists move chairs. I guess we have to lean further into the microphone now. Um, yeah, I don't think it's an issue. I just think it's weird. Yeah, it's, well, it is weird. I don't mind. I think it's just a charming part of a fucked-up city. Personally, I think it's really cool to see a plane so close in mm-hmm. the sky. I think yeah. that's... You know, yeah, it's almost like a disaster is about to happen, yeah. and then it doesn't. Let's be honest. Whenever you've seen a plane overhead, there's a little part of you that wants to see it crash. Yeah, I always wanted to see. I always want to see destruction. Yeah, the two most beautiful things in the world: there's destruction and boobs. <laughs> <laughs> but don't mix those two don't together. <laughs> don't destroy. Don't destroy the boobs. Did you? Did you? Did you have fun with those boobs? I destroyed them. <laughs> What? What? Why? Why would you? <laughs> They're boobs. <laughs> what were you going to say today? Uh, a very special thing about yes, today. Yes, I was just going to plug my other podcast. I now have three podcasts. You do? Yeah. You big whore. Yeah, so I went to, we went to the reunion, our master school reunion last night. Yeah. And they were, so what are you doing? <coughs> I have three podcasts. podcasts. Oh, aren't you just a regular <laughs> Kevin Smith? <laughs> I'm the Kevin Smith of Iceland. I'm the king of the podcast. You're the Kevin, you are the Kevin Smith of Iceland. You're a bearded dude who wears baggy shirts and does podcasts. It's true. Yeah. I'm kind of Kevin Smithy. And also I do like... Half-assed uh, movies. Yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, movies, half-assed TV shows, half-assed books. I think. Ah, it pays that. your rent. Yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. But so your new podcast is about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes, I'm doing a podcast with Sandra Barelli. But it's in Icelandic, isn't it? It is in Icelandic. Yes. Yeah. So that's a huge chunk of our audience couldn't listen to it. Yeah. So I'm just talking to the Icelandic people now. Yeah. So what do you do in this podcast? Me and Sandra watch every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the correct order, uh-huh. of course. And I have seen it probably three times. He has seen it never times. Yeah. And uh, we discuss each episode. Because she's never seen it, so it's like... Oh, it's a regular odd couple. It's like when we did Eurovision. It's like when we did Eurovision. Yeah. I know lots about it. You know some things. (laughs) (laughs) You know some things and have opinions. (laughs) I know some things. You know some things and hilarity ensued. It was a fun night. It was. It was. Have you watched it yet? Uh, no, I haven't. It was the recording is very good. I would consider, um, if I were a TV executive here in Iceland, I would even consider sending you and I to Portugal next year I to th- do proper uh, commentary. I would say that you should at least. I mean, you should at least do this every year. I'm not sure if I'm necessary in the whole equation. Oh, it's good. To, I liked having you there. <laughs> oh yeah, I that wouldn't makes do it. Me, <laughs> <laughs> me feel so nice. Oh, I'm glad I was just. But there. the bouncing off each other was good okay yeah, and when yeah. we when we did the the voices of the presenters 
Yes, yes, that was nice. Do, do you remember the first lines you said in it? Because I've listened to it a few times. I have. I. I, I said. I said. Oh, it's starting. Are you excited? You're like. I'm excited. Are you? He's like. You're excited. Feel these nipples. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have a favorite moment of that night? Uh, there were so many good moments, but we were laughing a lot at the. I mean the the, the Croatian, Croatian homophobe. Gay, gay yeah. Hater. Yeah. I loved when they got the little girl and she couldn't say November. <laughs> November. And then she said, "Vote with your heads. Vote with your hearts. But most importantly, vote with your fingers." Yeah. That, and that's like that started the whole thing. Oh. We only talked about, about fingering. <laughs> For half an hour. Oh man, that was good. But wait, back to Buffy. Currently, in the sounds of our surroundings, we have more tourists. Now, moving tables, <laughs> moving tables. Um, but do you have a favorite Buffy episode? Um, <clears throat> yes. I mean, there are many good episodes. Mm. I would say. Uh, the top three mm. episodes, like in popular opinion, would be Hush. Yeah, uh, one, that's a great one. Once more with feeling. Yeah. And the body, because I was going to say exactly those. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those are uh, those are like when Buffy excels. She is amazing. Yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, body for being like so most human drama to happen in a fantasy. It was it was amazing and uh, though. So, and there was no background music in that whole show. I know. I didn't know it but, uh, until later. And of course, talking about music, then once more with feeling. Yeah. Do you know she didn't want to sing? Uh, Buffy? Yeah, she was going to have um, oh. someone else do her voice because she thought she wasn't a strong enough singer. And then when they started doing the rehearsals, Joss Whedon convinced her because he said, it's just not believable and you won't... If you're just miming it, you're not going to emotionally connect to the songs. Right, right. So, I... I don't want us to talk more about Buffy. Okay, yeah. Because we're spoiling it for Sandra. Okay. She's probably okay, all right. All right. We're, we're st- I'm sorry, Sandra. Um, <laughs> but yeah. let's, let's talk about you. Yes, hey. Because it's been a year. Yes, it's been a year in our lives. Yeah. Um, my life, I think it's... I mean, how... It's do- changed a lot, your life, in the last year. Mm-hmm. Yes. You've had because- quite a few successes. No, okay, yes. How? Well, your TV show. Yes, yes. Your TV, TV show, show, your new books. Your, by the way, I've got to say my favorite of all of your books is Where is God? Thank you. It was, it was a big. It was a great Christmas gift for a lot of friends in Australia. They loved it. Oh, that's very nice to hear. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you, you experienced quite a lot of success with those last year, yeah? In the uh, in the books. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I do like four books every year, so it's. Uh, I I pay less and less attention to what's, how much how much yeah uh, it's I don't yeah. How much it sells or whatever. I just yeah. get my yearly check. Ooh. I will be getting my book check next month. Nice. I'm be swimming in money. Nice. Dinner's on you. Dinner's are on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. actually one of my favorite times of year as well. When you when you got your last book check, you took me to dinner. I did. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I had steak. 
Where, where was that? At, uh, we went to Snuffs. Oh, what, uh, Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. You took me out on Valentine's Day <laughs> to steak and cocktails, and then we did a live podcast. Yes. It was great. I wish I had dressed up nicer for it. Yeah, I, I decided not to tell you that I was dressing nice just to make you awkward. You did. You succeeded. Yes. You succeeded. Success. Oh, wow. There's somebody in the traditional Icelandic dress. Oh. Oh. Well, maybe, yeah. In the visuals of our current surroundings, there is a woman in the traditional Icelandic... Garb. Garb. Diane. She said hello to us. She said hello. Remember before when we were t- walking, I did a little joke, and the passing tourist left. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you said you, the bar we're at now. You said I've been there once or twice, and then we both sang three, three times, times lady. And the tourist laughed. I like these these coveted, stolen laughs. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. It's different. It's unusual. Yes, yeah, nice. Yes, yeah. yes. But uh, but you you had an idea for today. You wanted to call this this episode the origin. Yes, the origin. I wanted us to talk about. Well, this is an idea I had while lying in bed, being kind of like uh, a bit hungover. Yeah. With like a, a nice hangover when you like life. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's nice. I haven't had many of those. I love those. <laughs> when you're also very creative. Yeah. And have lots of ideas. Yeah. And uh, one of those ideas was we should have a, a special episode where we talk about our childhood. Ah. And it's called the origin. The ori- oh, Australia mo- origin. We've got a motorcycle now. Yes, we have a motorcycle today. Uh, I always when I, when we are sitting uh, around Ingolstorg here mm. uh, next to Ingolstorg, which is which is one of our three squares. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. This is a true fact. And um, there is uh, it's always I always have like a feeling like a waterhole feeling mm. when I like the savannah. Yeah, the savannah when I see the uh, the Harley Davidson guys. Yeah. And the skaters. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like, like zebras and giraffes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's the lion then? Uh, the lion. The tourists. Yeah, the tourists. They're ready to pounce on no, the No, those are the hyenas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Scavengers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not... We can It's not xenophobia if we bad enough... Remember when they did the tourist talk in the pub quiz and people went, ooh, yeah. like it's racist? Yeah. I was like, no, it's not, they're not, it's tourists, not people. <laughs> they don't, they're not real. <laughs> they're just actors. Visitors <laughs> who, affor- who can afford to be here. They do not need our pity. They are not uh, refugees. They came here voluntarily. I always find it so weird when tourists complain about how expensive Iceland is. Because all I want to say to them is, didn't you look this up before you came? Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, yeah. They should do their homework, I guess. And uh, and always, it's always fun to see how tourists uh, weren't expecting to be actual like a city. A city. Yeah, they're all in adventure gear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with their walking sticks. Yeah, the walking sticks really crack me up. Oh. What are they for? What? Like, where is it? Because, I mean, we have some really steep sidewalks 
Yeah. I was telling Bilge the other night before her roast that I was quite drunk down by the harbour once and I said the bitchiest thing you could ever say to a group of tourists. Should I speak further into the microphone no, no. over there? Um, there was a group of them that were in their, their mountain gear yeah. and I walked up to them and said, how was the mountain? Yeah. And they said, what? What mountain? And I said, well, the mountain you probably climbed today. We didn't climb a mountain. Well, your clothes say otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> they had no idea how to take it. No, no, yeah. it's... Uh, it... It's what, what did they expect us all to be wearing like? Because, but it's like work? okay. So you go out in London. London is cold. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna go to London and you're going out at night, oh my god! I always wondered about like sitting on a holiday or because it doesn't have a muffler. That's the no, it would be very vibrating. Yeah, so they just sit on a vibrating noise all day. This would doesn't that make you insane? I knew someone who was a biker and she said that sometimes you get kind of like a, a rubbing on your thighs yeah. from the vibration. So you need to like, oh, oh they're going away. Yeah. No, I, it's, it's, I, was, I think I would like just this whole time. It's, also, I feel sorry for cats with bells on. Yeah. Aren't they slowly losing their minds? I had a cat that we put a bell on at once because, you know, it's you're supposed to. Because to stop them killing birds and native creatures. But that's what they're for. To kill birds. They're, they're predators. Yeah, but in Australia there's so many endangered animals. You can't, like, if a cat shows up with a possum. The most endangered animal in Australia, I think, is Johnny Depp's dogs. <laughs> Do you remember the video that they did yeah, apologizing? Yeah, they looked like hostages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. great. It was such a weird video. And then she then she broke up with him and said he beat her up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Johnny. Fucking Johnny. Oh, Johnny. What other things have been good? You wanted, that's right, you wanted to talk about childhood. Yeah, I wanted to What talk was about it that. like growing up in Iceland in the 70s? I'm, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm kind of regretting this uh, decision of us talking about our childhood because suddenly I'm not in the mood. But let's do it anyway. <laughs> um, I don't know, my childhood, what, uh, I, I was in. <laughs> It's so hard to talk about. It is without life. having a question. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's a question: If you could, what is what is one of the most like vivid memories you have of your childhood? I will say this: my first memory. Yeah. I remember is me arguing with my parents. Yeah. I was in Sweden. So you were old enough to argue, but you have no memories before then. That's the earliest memory wow. I have. Of... You've smoked a lot of weed, my friend. Do you remember, like, when you were two? I remember my first memory is actually being in a pushchair, like a pram. You know, the baby carrier. Mm-hmm. And my mother pushing it up the street. And I dropped my teddy bear and I went, like, berserk because she didn't notice. And then she had to go back down to the bottom of the street and get, and she was pissed off. So my first memory is my mother being pissed off with me. Yeah, I, I probably was three. My, I, yeah, I have very vague memories of me drawing. Like, um, uh, that's what I did a lot. Mm. I started very early on drawing stuff. And your style hasn't changed since. It has not changed at all. <laughs> In fact, it has gone uh, down a bit. <laughs> but uh, I, well, they're back. They're back. They're back. From outer space. Um, 
But yeah, your first memory is arguing with your parents. Yeah, about uh, how to pronounce the word house. Hus. Because I was living in Sweden, and the word for house in Swedish is lys. Is. And you I, don't say the H. I was bilingual by then. So you were Swedish Icelandic yeah. or English Icelandic? Swedish Icelandic. So you were fluent in Swedish? When I was a child, yes. You're not anymore? No, I can only do like... Uh, yeah, the yeah, okay. just phrases. The one you do, go and do it. <laughs> Doesn't that mean faster with the vegetables? That does not mean faster with the vegetables at all. Because I'm, 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 I'm just approaching it, it from means, Dutch. Because snell means faster in Dutch. It li- li- means kind little woman. Legume. Guman is like a... Guman. Yeah, it's like a girl. Yeah, it's like a... Uh, uh, it's like a kertlik. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sweetheart. It's like guman. Snellelelegume. Yeah. What is it? Kertlik. There's no actual word for that in Iceland. No. It's just man and woman. Man and woman. It is a very simple language yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> what is this? This is a sight projection. That's television. It's like man. A man. And a shark is a tall man. How cut? It's a tall guy. You made that joke. A shark is a tall guy. Yes, yes. I don't trust our, that man. Why? He's a tall guy. Yeah, our word for shark is tall guy. Tall guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Jeff Goldblum, he's a real shark. He's a real shark. Johannes Inke. Yeah, he's a real Tim shark. Robbins. Tim Robbins, he's a he's a he's a real shark, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So childhood. Yeah, I was arguing with him. I I was saying, I had the I had an opinion about the word hus and hus, which is so how, Swedish is hus. Yes, and Icelandic is hus. And I was, I was probably not realizing that I was speaking two different languages. Oh. Uh, so I thought Hus was a house with uh, a roof like this. A t- yeah. What, uh, uh, a, a, a sloped roof. Sloped roof. Yeah. And the Hus had was a flat roof. A flat roof. <laughs> and that was my opinion and I was arguing with my parents like... Uh, so you didn't realize it was just Swedish and Icelandic? Yeah. They were laughing, I remember. I said I was very mad that they wouldn't take How old series. were you? I think I was three. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's pretty impressive to be bilingual at three. Yeah, well... You were born here, though. I was born here. When, how uh, old were you when you moved to Sweden? I was, like, uh, not... Uh, I was just a baby. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, just a, a, a pooping baby. I've just discovered something. Uh, layer. One, one of the tourists around us is Australian. Ooh. Mm. So you. Uh, so I don't want to talk. Yeah, to that explains yeah. when they uh, were uh, finding uh, when they came in here. They said, uh, "Well, didn't come here to fuck spiders." <laughs> <laughs> you know, on the on the fact of the bilingual thing. I kind of was as a child, but I never... It was a similar thing, because my parents spoke a dialect, mm-hmm. Geordie, yeah. which has a lot of words that are not English in it. Like, they don't say home, they say yem. Yeah. Um, it's not going, it's garnet. Uh, but they... And they just spoke it at home. 
and I didn't realize that other people didn't know this language. So often um, I would get confused when friends from school would ask me what my parents said to me because to me they were just speaking English. And I think I was 14 before I actually realized that they don't, like, they use words that are not English. I was at a New Year's Eve party and one of my mom's friends turned to me and said, can you tell me what the fuck your mother is saying? Because <laughs> my parents were drunk and they can't put... Because they put on accents yeah. when they're um, in public. They put on Australian accents. Mm -hmm. uh, a bit like I have developed this way of speaking so that people in Iceland understand me. Uh -huh. And when they're at home, they don't speak that way. And when they get drunk, they can't keep the accent up anymore. And I had no idea. It was like what do you mean? She just said this. And the woman was like, that's not what she said. And then I realized, oh, she's speaking Jordan. All right. So I didn't know for like 14 Finally. years that they spoke different. That's very interesting. Yeah. My sweetest come back, comes back when I'm drunk. Yeah? Yeah. Suddenly I get like a vocabulary. Bilke has told me before when I am super drunk, she can't understand me because I get Australian and then sometimes Jordy mixes into it. And a bit of drag. <laughs> <laughs> the library is open. <laughs> uh, what? What? So, do you have an embarrassing memory from childhood? Um. Oh, I probably have a lot of embarrassing memories. Uh, I remember the story you told me about you um, getting into a fist fight on the bus, protecting your brother. Oh yeah, they, yeah, yeah. I told We've you about we, that. Yeah, we did it on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. I remember when I was a teenager, and this is just this is more of a story about the concept of embarrassment than yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I had, I was, I was such a uh, geek. I had long hair in a ponytail. Yeah. Oh god, <laughs> and it was curly as well. A bit. Oh god. Uh, well, when it's long, it's kind of uh, wavy. Wavy, yeah. Yeah. And um, uh, then I was going, as I did most uh, evenings, to the video store to mm -hmm. get a rent something because I didn't have a life. And um, I remember on the bus stop, on the way to the, the store, passing a bus stop, and there was like these two really cool chicks. I was like 14. Yeah. And they were probably 14 as well. They were cool chicks with like holes in their jeans. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they said, and I had just come from the bath. I usually have a watch on yeah. <laughs> at that time. And they said, do you, can, do you know what the time is? And I looked at my empty wrist and I said, no, I don't have a watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I kept walking and I could hear them giggling behind me. And it was devastating. It just crippled me. It was for years. This haunted me. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine for years after that you only ever had a watch on. Yeah, but I, okay, I'm, I'm like, that's, I was like, oh. I just felt like I was put in my place as a loser, and I can't. I feel this is such like it's such a it's such a minuscule thing. It's nothing, mm. but it at the time it was so embarrassing, and it just made me just want to be more. 
uh, want just made me want to be more like capable socially, and <laughs> I guess it was kind of uh, it, it drove me for a while. But uh, it's actually, and, and I think about this memory. Mm. I think I thought about this memory when I was thinking about the concept of uh, like the idea of embarrassment of the week. Yeah. Because that was just an embarrassment of the that was an embarrassment of the evening. Yeah. Like the day. Yeah. And it was nothing. And it, you carried it with you for I years. I carried it with me for years. Oh my for god. For no reason. This is how. This is what teenagers feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like life is hell. I had one I carried with me from the time I was six until. It actually it sticks with me today. It's have you ever noticed how even if I probably don't need to pee when we leave somewhere, I always go to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was when I was six, I was in the school choir. Yeah. At at uh, Wynnum West State School. Um, and I uh, was like one of the the featured choir singers. You know, can you imagine? I was a skinny little kid with blonde hair and and you know a very very uh, likable face. And I was really shy. I never spoke to anyone. I was never talkative. Um, but I liked singing. So I was in this choir, and we were doing an excursion where we would take this choir to an old people's home, sing for them. And then go to the local shopping center and sing in the middle of the mall. Um, I was such a shy child that we were given cookies and lemonade at the old people's home. And I was afraid to ask to go to the bathroom because I didn't know when it was in the schedule. Like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was waiting for someone to tell us we could go. Yeah. And so I really needed to pee and I just held it in. And then we were kind of put on this bus, rushed into the shopping mall, and my mother was there to watch. And uh, and I, I I got up on the stage. So you can imagine, like, there's all these, all these mothers of the kids are in the... And people shopping with their little trolleys just in the middle of this stage in the shopping mall and I got on the stage and you know the song I Can Sing a Rainbow? Yeah. Red and yellow and pink. It still gives me chills to think. <laughs> so so I get up on the stage, I'm busting to pee. I thought that if I had asked to go to the bathroom I would inconvenience people and they would shout at me. Uh-huh. Um, and you know it's hard to believe but I was this painfully shy child. Um, I got up on the stage and we started singing red and yellow and pink and green and I just lost I lost uh, the battle with my with my bladder and I, I was wearing like the little t-shirt and the school shorts and you could just apparently this my mother has told me to this day she remembers <laughs> she remembers watching my face and she was like you look she told me I looked so scared and she didn't know why and then she saw this puddle come out of my pants and she was like oh my god and she she pointed she was a very protective mother she pointed at me and said get off you know get off the stage come come to me I turned around the choir conductor said no you're finishing the song so she made me finish I Can Sing a Rainbow with urine soaked pants on a stage where everyone had seen me and then I got off the stage I went into the bathroom and I was crying and my mother I still remember the words my mother said to me because there was supposed to be a pizza hut party Jonathan you're 28 years old (laughs) 
she she we were in the like the the baby change rooms and someone had got me some new shorts and you know and she cleaned me up and um, I was crying and I said I don't want to go to Pizza Hut because we were supposed to go to Pizza Hut to celebrate and she said you're going to Pizza Hut and I said I don't want to go everyone's going to laugh at me and she said and if if you don't go you'll never be able to perform ever again and I said why? she said this just happened and it's okay accidents happen but you know you're not going to stop now just because of this and I was, that was like the, probably the best advice my mother yeah, has ever given me. Um, you're going to Pizza Hut. You're going to Pizza Hut and you're going to have that. And everyone was so nice to me. Yeah. And then we went back to school and I was like, oh, I dodged a bullet there. Nobody made fun of me. Everything was fine. I'm okay. I had a great day. Got to go to Pizza Hut, had my ham and pineapple pizza, which is my favorite at the time. I'm walking to the school gate to meet my mom. And then I I was in like the first grade and some seventh graders were, um, were walking past me and they're like, hey man, did you hear some little first grader wet his pants at the, at the shopping mall today? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, I was happy and then I heard that and went, aww. <laughs> and so now to this day, if I ever have an inkling that I need to pee, I make sure I do. Yeah, so this is, uh, you, are, you, are, you are sometimes ask us, do you need to pee? Do you need to pee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, Jonathan, we're fine. Yeah, yeah. And there, there are times when I'm actually like, like I've got a show tonight, like two minutes before I go on stage, I will basically stand above the toilet and push everything I can out yeah. so that I don't need to during the show. Because <laughs> I'm so paranoid this, it'll happen this, again. This created you. This created person. me. But in a way, my mother's words created my resilience as a performer. Because I'm like, hey, I wet my pants on stage during my first performance. I can handle this. I find it weird that I, I do a performance and talk and, and uh, yeah, all those podcast things. I do a lot of talking. Yeah, for uh, someone who I hates never, people. I, yeah, well, I don't hate people. You're scared of them. No, no, no. It's just uh, social anxiety. Yeah, I guess social anxiety. Uh, yeah, I, I think people are all right from a distance, you know. What? Here's a question: If you could give your younger self advice, what would it be? Um, it would be. Hmm, good question. Mm. If I would give my younger self some advice, it would be, hey. Don't worry about it. Because <laughs> every little thing is going to be all right. <laughs> really? It would just be don't worry about it? Yeah. I mean, I was, I mean, as a teenager, you're, I was worried about a lot of things. I've always been worried. People say I look, I look, I have a, I look worried. You've seen my baby passport photo, right? Yeah, you look very worried on that one. Um, and apparently I still have that face when I'm concerned. I've been told by... Bilge yeah. has said she's seen that face before. <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, a lot, I'm worried about a lot of things as a kid, I guess. I was yeah. an anxious kid. Or, and also uh, like a neurotic and super shy. Yeah. I did not talk uh, at all. Were you picked on? No. Ah, I was relentlessly. Yeah? Yeah, but I mean, I've made a joke out of it. You know, I say, like, kids can be cruel, but sometimes they can be insightful. Like, kids knew I was gay before I did. Right, yeah. They really did. They 
like that. And they were just pointing it out. <laughs> you didn't know you were gay, so how... Like, I was watching this Moonlight movie, which yeah. is about a gay kid. It's such a sad movie. Yeah. And uh, at one time, like, his, his hooker mom is saying, like, talking about... Talking about his her kid, saying like you've seen the way he walks, you know what he is, something yeah. like that. And I like, oh, what? Does he walk gay? I yeah. get it. Did, did, did you think the well, kid I mean, looked gay? See, you know me as the butch person I am now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so just, were you waving your hands like? I was a feminist. Were you like a? Yeah, I was. I was. I was born this way. Tyrannosaurus, like. I think I think it's like I've often talked about my childhood is when people say um, that being gay is a choice. If they had met me as a child, they would go, "Oh, if it's a choice, he clearly had no say in the decision-making process." I was I was flaming, like I was always performing in the backyard, but I was scared of people outside of the house. I spent a lot of time on my own in the garden, like pretending, to, you know, wrapping a blanket around myself, being the Little Mermaid. Right. Um, yeah. My, my dad was a little weirded out by it. Actually, when I was, I think I was 24, I, I had a conversation with him, and I remember talking about how, you know, my coming out story to my mom, when she I was straightening her hair, and she was still surprised. I've told you this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I said to my dad once, you know, because I never told him, she told him. Yeah. And then I said, you know, I never asked you, we were having beers together. And like... Were you shocked? He went, no. He laughed. <laughs> I said, why, why weren't you shocked? He's like, I've known since you were five. <laughs> so how did you know? He's like, oh, you just know. Yeah, I have a gay friend who has a very similar story. His mom had no idea, but his dad, like, I knew it the I knew. whole time. I knew. I was, he actually told so, me. So you think dads have a more of a natural gay dad? My dad told me that he was surprised that I told her first. Yeah. Because of the two of them my mother is the one that kind of flies off the handle she's you know she's knee jerk reaction and he's more calm and he thought he said that he had thought that I would eventually tell him and ask him to tell her yeah because he would soften the blow right 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 yeah, yeah. I was more scared about telling him because he's a man well and also because like I don't know I, I think not a lot of people talk about this but when you're a gay man and you have a father there's a there's a, a sense of not wanting to disappoint them yeah because it's it's basically like I think every man wants to have this every father wants to have this kind of bond with their son on the sheer fact that they're kind of the same gender and right. you know um, but it's it's kind of like well we're obviously very different yeah. You know, I came from you, but I'm nothing like you mm-hmm. in that way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. My mom was disappointed that she's never getting grandkids. But I said to her, if you were never getting them anyway, I can't stand children. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I mean, a lot of people who can't stand children have kids. Like, I know. They act accidentally. They say, oh, well, that's never going to happen to me. Doing the parent thing now. Everyone in Iceland. Everyone in Iceland. I'm so, I'm so um, amazed you've managed to get to almost 40 years of life and you're not a parent. 
Yes, it's very weird. Uh, I have to take this call. Have to, okay, well, while you take this call, I'm going to plug my shows. All right. If you are in Hello? Reykjavik and enjoy the comedy stylings of John O'Duffy, why don't you come along to an evening with John O'Duffy? It is an evening of jokes, guests, a bit like a Graham Norton show mixed with stand-up comedy. It's only 2,500 kroner, and it's on at Chardonnay. If you want to get tickets, head to midir.is, M-I-D-I dot I-S, and look for an evening with John O'Duffy. Currently, there are seven shows left, and uh, they're all on different dates. And now I'm stalling because Hulu's phone call is taking quite a long time. Uh, so I guess other things to plug are... Um, our, make sure you're subscribing to the Australia podcast. Uh, uh, check out our like page. Um, we'll be going back to our regular programming, our regular segments very soon. We're also hoping to do a best of. So if you're out there in Australia land and uh, wanting to uh, give suggestions on your favorite moments of this podcast after the, over the last year, um, send them through to us. We'll put them together in a best of special. It will be wonderful. <sighs> I just don't have any more material. I guess I could just talk about my day. Um, I woke up this morning. It was was uh, quite late. I was a little hungover after the, the pub quiz last night. Um, it was quite fun. I'm preparing for a show this evening. I've uh, uh, been, uh, been trolling my mother a little bit on Instagram. Actually, I've been doing an Instagram project myself where I troll basic bitches of Instagram. And Hulli is back. He is almost about to say goodbye on the telephone, which is an iPhone 7, by the way. He has an iPhone 7. He's speaking Icelandic. He's saying that he's uh, taping a podcast right now. There's lots to do. Yeah. I uh, speak with Ariel Jan. He's very um, good at what he's doing. Ragnar Hansson has a lot of Star Wars Lego. What did you say? Yeah, he's, he's got a lot of Star Wars Lego. That was all about Star Wars Lego. Um, and you should talk with him. I can only imagine who he's speaking to. Thank you, thank you. Oh, bless, bless. Goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> so, this was uh, someone from the national broadcasting thing. Yeah, Roof. Roof. Yeah. Asking me to be uh, an official Star Wars nerd. Well, I thought that was already a thing, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I wanted me like I wanted me to be in the news to talk about Star Wars because Star Wars is forty today. Star Wars is forty today, and we're one. 
And you're a VR1, yes. So the year you were born is the year Star Wars came out? Yes. Oh. It's the Quite. year Star Wars came out and the year Elvis disappeared. 1974? Uh, uh, 1977. 77, sorry. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> math is not my thing. <laughs> no, apparently 1977. Uh, so you're, you're Gen X. I'm Gen X, that's true. I'm a Y. Yeah. I had a disagreement with a, a younger gentleman this morning about what generation he was. Yeah. A younger gentleman. A younger gentleman caller. Yeah. Yes. Because he was born in nineteen ninety five. Yes. He was born in nineteen ninety five. That is weird. I mean, he was born. I mean. Fiction is older than him. Yeah. <laughs> I think Massive Attack's Mezzanine is older than him. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was... He, he wasn't alive for the Berlin Wall coming down. No. That's like... His, that's history to him. He missed he missed that's the Barcelona Olympics. To him yesterday to us. Yeah, yeah. But he was saying that he's not a millennial. He is. He's yeah, he said, he said he's Gen Y, and I said, I'm Gen Y, you're a millennial. He is a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. He absolutely is. Yeah. I mean, that's what a millennial is. That's what they are. Yeah. They, like, smashed avocado on toast. Early, early 20-somethings are millennials. Yeah, they're millennials. Yeah. We are not millennials. I, I've been thinking about this a lot, um, uh, about, like, music. And TV and uh, movies, like millennials are like watching 90s movies. Yeah, like 90s thinking like shows. in a hipster way. Yeah, they, they, it's like... It, with irony. No, not in irony even. They like it. They like uh, Clueless and Friends. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They yeah. generally like it. Uh, and uh, and Space Jam is a thing. Is it? Yeah, why is Space Jam a it's classic? It's a terrible movie. It's a horrible, horrible movie. Ugh. It's... They took, they took all the greatest Warner Bros. Looney Tune characters and, and raped them yeah, they with, did. with basketball sneakers. Oh. Was Shaq in that movie? I think so. Yes. Yeah. But um, Jenna Elfman. I always liked Jenna. Elfman. I did too. You know she's a Scientologist though. I can watch past that. Mm. I guess I do still enjoy Kirstie Alley, even though she's a Sci-Tai. A Sci-Tai. <laughs> Sci-Tai. Is that short for Scientologist? Yeah. Sci-Tai. Sci-Tai. Oh, she's a Sci-Tai. Uh, what was I saying? Yeah. Uh, uh, that they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. they're watching these things yeah, They're now. watching these things. And I remember as a teenager, like, listening to Led Zeppelin and the Beatles and watching Godfather and, like, 70s movies. And, and I was, like, thinking, wait... To the kids today, their Zeppelin is is Snoop Dogg and, and Nirvana and Hanson. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's so weird. I mean, they have they 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 look at it with the same kind of what is the word reverence, um, relevance, Re- relevance. Yes, as uh, as as we do this the seventies thing. 70s is kind of that's like such a cool thing the 70s but yeah. 
90s it's their 70s it really boggles my mind well you had a great comment earlier today oh I don't know if we want to say this in the podcast about when you start realizing you're getting old or bring it when when you're like you know you're old when Sylvia Knott is middle-aged. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, an unrelated. I mean, it was unrelated, yes. but, but I... I <laughs> yeah, because we were, we, were, we were walking here and, and we had just heard uh, Teardrop by Massive Attack. Yeah. The woman who sang that song is 50 now. Yeah. Oh. Yes, the, the, the age is coming. Age is, it's, it's definitely coming. I get, I, I mean, when kids, uh, I, like, I remember uh, having after parties, and if there were like 20 something people in the after parties, they always wanted to change the music from my... To something that they know. They know. Yeah. They wanted to, to have, a, have their own YouTube party, which I think is a rude thing. Yeah. It's a very rude thing. You I, don't change. I invited you into my house, and yeah. you're going like, this music sucks. Get put on Drake, or whatever. This is my go-to. Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I talk about what the kids, yeah. kids is listening to, it's Drake. And I'm like, No. We're listening to fucking Skunk and Nancy, you asshole. Oh, I love Skunk and Nancy. Yeah. And st- I like, and also, if you are in somebody else's house, just listen to their fucking music. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't ask to change the furniture. Mm, or, yeah. Can you have some better art on the walls, please? <laughs> this painting is what, con- confusing what, me. That's what millennials do, man. Yeah. They just want to swipe away, swipe, swipe away. And also, everything. why are why? Are, and then they and then I, uh, this doesn't happen a lot. But I had sometimes they have like a, a passive aggressive or a sarcastic comment about your music taste or whatever. Mm. And it's like uh, and pointing out that I'm old and like don't age is co- it's coming for you as well. It, it will. It's like Grandpa Simpson said, it will happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and, and it's like. It's, it's just like a like a stage one syphilis making <laughs> making fun, fun of, of a three, stage, stage three, three syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, it's you. Oh, it's gonna get worse. Uh, you've got syphilis. Yeah, so do you. <laughs> yeah, but mine is earlier. Just stage one. Yeah, <laughs> it's not neurosyphilis yet. Uh, one of my favorite quotes when it comes to aging is one from Cher. Yeah. Yeah, because she's seventy-one. Yeah. And she's I'm trying to share a share voice. It doesn't matter how old you are, your boyfriends can never be older than thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's her thing? Yeah. Yeah. So she's still dating a thirty-five year old summer. Mm. So it's Kathy Griffin. Kathy Griffin as well. She's fifty-two. Yeah. And her boyfriend is like thirty-four. Mm-hmm. You've got to get a younger model. Yes, you have to inke up, as you say in Icelandic. Inke up. What does that mean? Uh, you, you have to young up. Like it's a inke. It's the it's the verb for it's like a, it's like the word young made a verb. Uh, a verb, you mean? Yeah. A verb. A verb. A verb. A verb. Not a verb. A verb. Do you, are you also going to wait? Verb. <laughs> Sorry, I, I had too too much beer. A verb. <laughs> Uh, we should finish on one last oh no you, you yeah they, I didn't answer what advice I would give to my younger self yeah what advice would you give to your younger self close the fridge 
Close the fridge. Close the fridge. Get out and exercise. Bacon isn't love. Um, really? Yeah, because, because you're a chubby kid? Yeah, and I, I've, I've struggled up and down my whole life, and I think if I had just been more consistent mm. with X, because that's when it happens, when you're young. Yeah. The consistency is, is the key. How was, uh, I mean, how was uh, high school for you? Terrible. Yeah. It, was, it was one of the scariest times of my life, because I went to a high school, like, my high school, if you were there now, you'd go, oh my God, that's ghetto. Like, I went to a public school in an area that had a lot of kind of gang-related um, people going there. Like, there were a lot of... Uh, you were related to gangs? Yeah, they were related, related to... No, but they're, like... My, the they're first gang-related, like gangs that where everyone was related? <laughs> I think that's called a family. <laughs> the family. No, but there was, there was a lot of, like, um, drug deals happening in toilets at my school. I had oh, a knife cool. pulled on me once. Wow. Yeah, it was, there was... Your- Your teen years were awesome. They were awful. <laughs> Every day was I was constantly afraid that I might die. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, I was also very obvious. Well, I mean, I was a good student, which yeah. is makes you a target. I wasn't like the other boys. So, like, I was... I'm not you know, like the other boys. I know, Michael. That's why I like you. No. <laughs> I'm a werewolf. <laughs> I'm a werewolf. <laughs> oh, can I have these shoes for the children? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was it, high school was really scary for me because, like, in Australia, being good at school means everyone hates you. Yeah, well, my high school was very scary for me as well. At, well, uh, my our version of high school, which is Kanko. I was in Hagaskoli, mm. and Hagaskoli kind of has this uh, rap of being like a jungle. Mm. Uh, and there were a lot of bullies. Like, mm. bullies thrived in Hagaskoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, some of them kind of once in a while kind of attacked me, but it wasn't. I wasn't targeted. But uh, uh, I I really hated it. Uh, my tactic was just just look at the ground, yeah, and wait Try for to it be to invisible. be over. Yeah, but I was just waiting for it to be over, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, whenever people say they had a great time in high school, I think, oh, you probably beat, beat a yeah, bunch of people yeah, up, yeah, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> and when people, that's why I never understand people who want to go to high school reunions. It's like, well, I don't want to spend an evening with people who made my life hell for eight years. Yeah. You know, it just... Uh, uh, my first fist fight was with a girl. Oh, did she ask to be fisted? <laughs> fight, I said. Oh, yeah, so we fought over who was going to be fisted. <laughs> no, she was, no, me first, me! She was just like like waiting for me and wanted to beat the crap out of me in a toilet and she was like this huge like islander girl uh, yeah and she was very strong and islander just, girl what does that mean like from the pacific islands so like yeah. samoa or oh, tonga like moana so you beat up by moana <laughs> <laughs> well they they okay this is this is something i probably should not say but they they used to call my high school fob high Oh, sounds racist. FOB, which means fresh off the boat. Yeah. So, because it was basically all islanders and Maori and people, and and in in their teen years, they were aggressive as fuck. Yeah. And um, this one girl, she just wanted to beat the shit out of me. 
And so I had to defend myself. She was basically just punching my face. I went to go pee. <laughs> it's always about peeing. Oh, then you <laughs> and I had to, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's, that was... How, that, how did you manage to defend yourself? I punched her in the boob. <laughs> She went, ow. And then I ran out of the toilet and went and told a teacher, because I'm a tattletale. Uh, and then she, cool then, she was, then she was like... Like I feared for my life. She was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking bash you." That's what she kept saying. I'm gonna bash you. Um, I remember uh, uh, my mom wanted me to be more social, and one time, one time in high school, there was a, a Christmas like a ball or whatever. Mm. Uh, why have a ballroom with no balls? <laughs> But uh, uh, I, she drove me like. And By the way, a ballroom sounds like a weird area in a gay sex sauna. Yeah, let's go to the ballroom. Yeah, let's, let's have a balls. Uh, <laughs> what do you do in a ballroom? Do you have your balls like taken care of? I don't know, I've never been to one. <laughs> you skipped that one. I skipped that one. Oh. My balls are fine. My balls are fine. Yes, you, your balls are fine. A passing man said, <laughs> "Damn right, girl." <laughs> But you, there, there was a, a ball. Yeah, there was a ball, and and she was uh, driving me and my cousin stayed uh, to the ball, and she dropped us, us, dropped us off in a safe distance. I thought that was really cool, so that you could walk in, yeah, yeah, yeah not yeah. being driven there by your mom. But that didn't matter mm. because. On our in a short distance, distance we should have walked from the car and to the school. We decided to not go to the ball and go to Pat Cemetery too, which was screening <laughs> the cinema next to school. So instead of being social, you chose to yeah. be antisocial. And then I kept like, yeah, like we were like, mm, do you want to go? Oh, not really. You know they're showing Pat Cemetery too over there. Yeah, let's go see that. So we went, and then I came home, and mom. So how was it? Oh, you lied to her. No, I did not lie. I said, "Oh, I didn't go. I went to see. I went to see a movie instead." Was she disappointed? She was so disappointed. Oh. And I remember her talking about it with all her friends. She was like, and 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 yeah, I remember uh, uh, hearing other adults being like, mm, of, like of next layer. They were uh, critical. Yeah, they thought it, they thought it was super lame of me to be like a fear like skitter. How to speak Australian? Fear like skitter, a social shit. <laughs> <laughs> But I was a fear like skitter, and my mom was very. Uh, she was very concerned of me being a fear like skitter. Mm. She wanted me to be social and be like a normal kid and hang out and be popular or whatever. Mm. Or let's just, just have, be normal. Mm. I guess. Social. Have you ever met a comedian who didn't have a tough time in high school? Probably not. I don't think I, I have think either. Most of, that's how we become a comedian. Just you have, you have. To. That's where I learned to be funny. I think because yeah. I just learned if I make people laugh first, if I make the joke first, then they're not going to attack me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. Just go in for the kill first. It's like being the new, the new bitch in prison. I think just it's find the biggest, like, toughest well, guy and just beat him up. Lots of creative people are like that as well. It's just uh, they often use. I remember using my drawings to 
people kind of thought, thought my, the fact that I could draw was the one thing Redeem, one, redeeming yeah you, one yeah. redeeming factor and so that kind of saved me what what's like baffles me now in my 30s is that this system of high school and the kids who are gonna go on and do great things are always picked on I can't believe it still happens. Like, surely in this social media world where people talk about bullying and, and how often the kid you're, picked, you're picking on is actually going to go do amazing things and you're not, mm-hmm. wouldn't people have realized that maybe, maybe if you're the bully, you're going to be shit in life? I remember thinking about this as a teenager and also as a kid. Like thinking, I'm going to be better than you. No, I was thinking, but when there were bullies and mean girls, I thought... Haven't you seen movies? Yeah. You are the bad guys. Yeah. You're the ones who, who end up having, getting buried in manure in the end yeah. of the movie. Exactly. You will fall into a, a, a dirty puddle or whatever. Didn't you see Carrie? I'm totally going to kill you. Yeah. I don't care. Why are you doing this? Didn't you learn anything from like movies? Teach us. That's, that's it the teaches everything. Yeah. yeah. And, and obviously these people aren't watching those movies. Yeah, because they have a life. And apparently having a life turns you into a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> so if, you, if you're in high school right now listening to this podcast, just remember, you're going to be better than them. Yeah, because if you are listening to this podcast, you're probably uh, in the loser category, which is the, which is the best category. Did I ever tell you, last year I got sent a message through Facebook from a guy who um, apologized to me for making my life hell in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, he said, um, uh, he added me on Facebook and I, di- I didn't know who he was. And he sent me a message saying, hey, I- I've been watching your stuff. He'd seen my TED talk and he just said, you've led a really fascinating life and you've done really well for yourself. And I just want to say that when I was in high school, I picked on you a lot and I'm so sorry I made your life hell. Yeah. And my response nice. to him was, that's really sweet, thank you. But I don't actually remember who you are. <laughs> A, I didn't even remember Such him. a Jonathan comeback. <laughs> I don't know who you are. I don't remember. You did? I don't remember. Um, I remember uh, there was this one kid who kind of made my life a bit of a hell in high school. He was um, total shit. Mm. Um, and I remember he sat next to me in class. And I later found out that he was put next to me because I was the quiet kid. Yeah. And they need to put the loud kid next, next to, to the, the quiet, quiet kid, kid because it would do the loud kid good. What about me? Yeah. <laughs> it they always do school that. for me. They always do that. Like it just, I, I was, I, I, every day was just worse because of this. Mm. Because of this asshole sitting next to me. Just, just saying mean things to me the whole day, being a shithead, being annoying, and and the, and the teacher thought it would be good. That they were doing it for him. I have a soul. I am a person. You have needs. Yes, I I have needs such as not sitting next to a shithead. That's my ultimate need. Back then, that was my only need. Have you seen him since? Yes, I saw him at a very sad bar. Drinking a flat beer alone. Uh, did you feel good? Oh, yes. Yeah, it was very yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. 
Yes, he. I, I kind of. I guess he's. I mean, it's it's a tacky and it's petty to uh, revel in his uh, patheticness, but it's kind of nice. Yeah, it is nice. They all get their comeuppance in the end. I mean, if you are an asshole as a kid, uh, it will get back to you. Well, I think our experiences have formed us into the people we are, and it's been a great year, Hulle. It has been a great year. And uh, this will this this particular podcast will be uh, continuing uh, weekly in the future of the time. <laughs> Tune in, same podcast place, same podcast channel. Peace out, motherfuckers. Peace out, motherfuckers. Skemmtilega alvarpstætti á nútímin.is Takk fyrir að hlusta.